0: Welcome to this New Life Podcast. It is our desire that you learn all of the benefits of the abundant life that you have in Jesus Christ, so you can live your life to its fullest. Listen and be encouraged.
1: I believe this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Again, whom among you are expecting for great things today, amen. I'm praying for the people on, online that you have clear connections. Amen, that's part of our prayers nowadays, no? that there's internet connection and there's going to be strong connections, amen. Well, I believe that the Lord has blessed us in the past few weeks, amen, with the messages that are coming out. Among you are blessed by the messages that are coming out from the, from the heart of God, amen, from the pastors that have been preaching, amen. We've been talking about a rise, a rise in the new levels of our intimacy with God, Are you arising in that level, amen, understanding who we are in Christ? Now we're going to be talking about that, and then arise to take our God-given inheritance, amen. So let me start with this. Maybe you are familiar with this song. Look at me, you may think you see who I really am, but you'll never know me every day. It's as if I Play a part Now, 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 now I see If I wear a mask I could fool the world But I cannot fool my heart Right? Who is that man I see Staring straight back at me when will my reflection show who I am inside balik ulit, balik lyrics who is this man I see staring straight back at me When will my reflection show who I am inside? When will my (laughs) reflection show who I am inside? (laughs) If you need a title for this message today, it's going to be, have you seen your face lately? Have you seen? And then, Ibang kanta Have you seen your face lately? All right? You know, the face represents what? A person. The face represents actually the person. And we as spiritual beings, God has given us a brand new face. You know, we've been talking about intimacy. It's really the face-to-face encounter with God. But also coming out of intimacy from what Pastor Mylene and even Nash was saying, it produces something. It produces transformation. You begin to see what God wants us to see. And do you know, you and I, we carry now a new face, a brand new face. Now, I want you to go to 2 Corinthians three fifteen to 18. And this is like so amazing, this set of verses. Verse 15, but even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Now, when we talk about Moses, we're talking about the law. We're talking about the commandments in the Old Covenant, covenant which represents, you know, God's command, which is pure. But Humong, you know that the law was given to Israel to show that man cannot fulfill the law, and they needed a Savior. That's the whole purpose of the law. But when the law now is read, a veil, a veil or spiritual blindness, covers their heart. Look at verse 16. Praise God for verse 16. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord... The veil, the blindness is taken away. Amen. Now, let me say this in light of what's happening where we're at right now. We are actually one year to this date, actually this month, one year in this pandemic. One year. But in Isaiah 25, verse 7, and let me declare this and prophesy and declare this. Yeah, declare and even prophesy. In verse verse 7 says, and he will destroy on this mountain the surface of the covering cast over all people and the veil that is spread over all nations he will destroy who will destroy god will destroy on this mountain or another word for mountain is hill what happened on a hill far away right stood an old rocket cross 2000 years ago the jesus died at the on a hill now, the surface of the covering cast over the people, and the veil that is spread over all nations. There is a veil. There's like deep darkness all around. But do you know the Hebrew word for veil is the word mesaka, which means a statue, all right? A golden calf. Anything that puts spiritual blindness that prevents you from seeing the true God, okay? But also, another meaning from that, from that Hebrew word mesachah is actually a mask, A mask, you know, so let me say this, God is saying at Mount Zion or the hill of Calvary, I am going to destroy the face of the mask or the veil covering all people. And this can only be interpreted also in the natural or even in the spiritual. In the natural, one prominent characteristic of a person or a nation or a world going through a pandemic now we know is a mask. But God is saying, God is going to put an end on this pandemic in the name of Jesus. Among you believe that with me, in Jesus' name. Enough is enough, in Jesus' name. And then also, in the spiritual realm, God is saying that I will destroy this veil that covers, you know, the eyes of my people. And they will see me and my goodness. They will see me and my goodness. Amen? So, let's continue to believe for that. As the Lord wants to declare that, I believe as the body of Christ, we need to begin to see it manifest, believe it, and activate it through our believing. Amen? Verse 17, going back to 2 Corinthians. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Everybody say liberty or freedom. Amen? Freedom. But we all, with unveiled face, Beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, amen, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So what God is saying, if someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away and there is freedom. Alright, there is freedom. And now we have now the capacity to see as in the mirror, beholding the glory of the Lord, and we now are being transformed as we see the mirror. Alright, from glory to glory. So we are beholding the glory of the Lord. Now let me ask you a question where do you find the glory of the Lord? I'm glad you asked. So, 2 Corinthians 4 6. Look at this. For it is, for it is the God. The the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God, where? In the face of Jesus Christ. Where do you see the glory of God? It's in the face of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because of what Jesus has done at the cross, you and I have now an opportunity to see His face. We can now have intimacy with Him. So now, as I behold. Now, something about mirrors. Some of you have mirrors at home. Hopefully you have. All right. So when I see a mirror, it reflects, right? It reflects who is, it, who is in front of the mirror, right? Mirror, mirror on the wall, right? And so you need the what? The light for the mirror to, sh- to reflect. Now, let me say this. Who is in front of the mirror? You and I. Okay, so what happens is the mirror beholding the glory, this is the glory of the Lord, what reflects is Christ in us. You see Christ, it reflects who you are. Amen? You get that? And so, as we face, have face-to-face encounter with the Lord, what happens is, as we are in front of the mirror, it reflects what God sees in us, reflects who we are in the Lord. That's why the title for this message is, Have You Seen Your Face Lately? Have You Seen Your Face Lately? Right? And so, the word, if you continue to go back, so, as you behold the glory of the Lord— you know, you are now, the Word is transformed. As you have face-to-face encounter with God, you behold, you see, you, you uh, begin to have understanding and revelation with regards to the Word, with regards to the glory of the Lord, with regards to the face, understanding the face of Jesus. Where do you find the face of Jesus? It's in the Word, right? So when you look at the Word, it reflects now who you are. It reflects now who you are and what happens when you begin to see the Word, when you begin to see the face of Christ, when you behold the glory of the Lord, you are transformed. That word, transform, many of you know that it's the word metamorphosis, actually. Okay? Metamorphosis or metamorpho in Greek, which is actually used when Jesus was transfigured. Okay? And also used when we are renewing our minds according to Romans 12. And so, the good image of the word metamorpho or metamorphosis is a caterpillar to a butterfly. A caterpillar to a butterfly. Do you know that the caterpillar, once it changes to a butterfly, they are two new different, rather, two different creations, two different natures? They are not the same in any way. Even in their DNA, magkaibang It's different a butterfly will never be a caterpillar again. The butterfly might go to the garbage, might go, butterfly might go to the ground, but the butterfly is meant to be in the garden. Right? The butterfly will never be a caterpillar again. When a butterfly realizes that he can fly, I believe I'm… No. I believe I can fly. Then He is empowered to leave the garbage and go to the garden. The source of transformation comes from us understanding who we are in Christ. The moment people begin to see who they are in Christ, then change is going to happen. Amen? Change is going to happen. I know this is quite basic for some But you know what? In the simplest things, we, what? We grow. We just, actually, it's so profound what we're going to be talking about today. Are you guys ready? Have you seen your face lately? Now, let me say this. You can never rise in life above your own understanding of who you are. Where God is taking us as a church, as a body, we need to have a renewed mindset. We need now to have an understanding of who we are in Christ. And nowadays, there's a heightened attack on the church, especially in this generation, in the previous generations also, with regards to the issue of their identity. Right? Identity. The world is going to tell you that your identity, accept it based on your appearance, based on your emotions, based on your abilities, based on your past experiences, based on your present situation, your present job or circumstances, based on your family status, based on the acceptance of others, anything but what God says. You know why this is so powerful that we understand identity? Because whatever a man depends on for his identity in life will control him. Amen. Once again, whatever man depends on for his identity in life will control him. If you are dependent upon people for your identity or your self-worth or self-image, then the people will control you. Right? If you're dependent upon your job for meaning and purpose, then what happens now if you lose your job? Right? If you're dependent now on money for your self, you know, self-worth or self-value, what will happen? Money is going to control you. Now, let me say this. Who or what you believe has the greatest power to determine who you are and what you are worth. It becomes your God. Man needed help. Man needed not a behavior change. Man needed a change of nature. A change of nature. Now, that is why we have 2 Corinthians 5.17, which is a famous verse, but basic verse, but we need to go back to it again. Are you ready to go back? Amen. And see really for who we for what we have in Christ. It says here, 2 Corinthians 5 17, something happened here that we need by nature, the moment we receive Jesus, we walked away from something and into something. Something new, just like a butterfly will never be a caterpillar again. Right? A butterfly will never be a caterpillar again. Now look at this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ. He is a new creation. The old has passed away, behold, the new has come. Among you've heard about you heard uh, this verse preached. Read about it many times. But I want us to really go deeper and understand this. And then there's another verse that I'm going to share later on, okay? So the word here really is the word creation. Anyone is in Christ, you are now a new creation. The word, the root word for creation is create. The word doesn't mean to improve, to repair. When God comes into your life, He, he did not repair you. He did not renovate you, all right? Into something that is already in existence. He just refurbished you. No, what happens is He brought out something out of nothing. God did not simply change you when you were saved. He created a new you, a new person, a new you. You're not the same person you were before you became a Christian. Amen. So it's so important to keep in mind that we are not new creation based on our behavior change. Oh, I used to drink. I used to smoke. I used to cheat. I used to lie. Now I don't. That's why I'm saved. No, 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 no. That's an after effect of you understanding that you are saved. Amen. But we are new creations because we are in Christ and have taken on His nature. Everybody say this, I have a new nature. Christianity is not about a new set of rules that you are struggling to keep those rules. Christianity is a nature change. A nature change. It is a change of identity. Our identity stems from the new nature. Now, more of that. Galatians two twenty 20 in the Amplified. Amen? Because once again, I feel in my spirit that where God is leading us. You know what happened in the pandemic? It challenges who you are. It really challenges who we believe we are. Right? Took away all the peripherals. Now I truly understand without even the church, you know, coming into the church because we were locked down. I begin to understand I needed to really come face to face and go back to the mirror and understand, wait a minute, who I am. Who, am I a child of God? Am I, you know, a favored one of the Lord? Am I blessed really? Am I the healed of the Lord? Right? Right? And so, that's why God is wanting us to go deeper in understanding out of intimacy into identity. Galatians 2.20, in the Amplified, are you still okay? I have been crucified with Christ. In Him, I have shared this crucifixion. When did that happen? 2,000 years ago, He died. When did that happen that you were crucified? The moment you received Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. As far as God is concerned, God has paid for it at the cross 2,000 years ago. Look at this. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in, by adherence to, and reliance on, and complete trust in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, let me break it to you gently. (laughs) Okay, it's no longer I who live. That means we have been put to death with Christ on the cross and we do not live anymore. The old Josel does not live anymore. The old caterpillar does not live anymore. Okay, so the word I refers to the sin nature, my old nature. Okay, what happened to your old nature? This is in Ephesians 2 verse 1 to 3. This is so good, no? I, even me, I'm just be, being blessed by this. Verse 1, and you were dead in trespasses and sins, that's where, where you were before, in which you once walked up following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh. That is who we were in the past carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, whereby nature, imagine that, we were children of wrath. So wherever we go, destined to wrath, destined to wrath. We were children of wrath. This was our old nature. The sin nature wants to sin. The sin nature doesn't care about consequences. The sin nature is so selfish. That's the sin nature. But God happened. But God happened. Amen. What happened? Continued verse 4. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, you were so dead that you needed help. You didn't do anything to earn this salvation. You didn't do anything to have this nature change. Because of His, so, his great love for us, he opened the way for you to change by accepting what He's doing, what He has done. Amen? So He made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up together. Look at what happened. He raised you up. He opened the way. He made you alive so that in the coming days, He might show. And I believe these are the days. So good that we are alive. Amen? So good that we're living in this time. Amen. Contrary to what we're hearing, the reports that we're hearing. But yes, that He, the Bible says that in the coming days, He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace towards us. Say this towards me. Are you ready for the immeasurable riches? Amen. Of His protection, of His grace. I declare whenever you come here for those people who are on site, that this is COVID-free zone. Amen. This is, this is where the presence of God is. All of us, we carry the presence of God, COVID-free zone. We declare that in Jesus' name. And you know what? Wherever you go, you carry that. You carry the, the protection of God. You carry the healing of God. Believe it na. Begin to see it rather than, oh, oh, yes, of course, for health protocols and all. You know what? We adhere to that. Yes, yes, yes. But after a year, come on. Yes, we're still going to take care of, you know, mask and all of those things, protocol. But hey, I believe in the Spirit, something is rising. Amen. We begin to see things. We are partakers of the divine nature, the Bible says. Ladies and gentlemen, you have only one nature. You do not have two natures. You have only one nature, and your nature is the Lord's. Bible says, 1 Corinthians six seventeen. but he who is joined to the Lord... Is one spirit with him. One spirit with him. So, what happened to the old nature? Died, has passed away. Now, look at this. Verse six. That, does that mean that we are perfect already? No, we're a work in progress. We are still on the world. What happened when you got born again? Your new nature. Where, what happened to you? You're a three part being. You are a spirit, you have a soul. And you live in a beautiful, glorious body. Declare that right now. Amen. When you look at the mirror, say, I look good. You need to believe that. You just need to believe that. You really need to believe that. I look good. Okay, my my wife tells me that always. Wow. Okay? But well, look, look, what happened to you? You're not perfect, but you are. What happened is God came into your life in your spirit man. Your spirit man. We're three part being. Pastor Paul always teaches this, right? We are three part being. We are, a, we are the spirit, we have a soul, and we live in the body. What's happening right now is the spirit man needs to affect the soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions, will therefore affect our bodies. So, we're in the process, but as far as God is concerned, you are in Christ. And whatever Christ has, you already have. Come on. Amen. And later on, we're going to end with that verse, so familiar verse, okay? But look what happens. So, there is a struggle now because you carry the nature of God, but you live in the world full of sin. The way to see this is that you need to consider yourself dead to sin, Dead to sin. Okay, Romans 6, 6-8 to in the New Living Translation. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. Sin does not control us anymore. You have a choice. That's why when there's a temptation or there's a sin, you know, something is like not right inside of you, right? But for some of us, maybe we've gone through it. But it starts with that. It's, it's, there's a conviction. There's a conviction. Why? Because you're dead to sin already. We are no longer slave to sin. Verse 7, for when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. The power of sin. The word sin there is actually the noun, Sin. Right, The noun sin. So we were set free from that nature of sin. So therefore, when you understand that you've been set free from the nature of sin, the actions of sin, which is the verb, you now can overcome. You can now overcome. Verse 8, and since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with Him. So, we died with Christ. We died to our old nature. Jesus died at the cross with your sin, with the sin of the world, all right? And then what happens now is because of that, we now are by essence of or by virtue of identification, we now identify with Christ in His death. We now identify with Christ in His resurrection. That means whatever Christ has today, you and I have. If Christ is blessed, you are blessed. If Christ is healed, then you are healed. If Christ is favored, then you are favored because you are in Christ. Amen. Verse six, uh, verse 11, go down. Romans 6, 11. Now, I want to go to the Amplified. It says here, even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin and your relationship to uh, living in unbroken fellowship with, uh, rather, and your relationship to it broken, but alive to God. Say that, I'm alive to God. Living in unbroken fellowship with Him in Christ Jesus. So what happens when there's a sin? You know, you consider that, wait a minute, I am dead to this already. Sin, the actions of sin, and the effects of sin. All right? The poverty is an effect of sin. So when there's poverty, the spirit of poverty, the spirit of fear, wait a minute, I'm dead to that. I'm alive to wholeness. I'm alive to the blessings of God. I'm alive to the protection of God. I'm alive to the healing of God. Amen? You begin to see your identification, okay? Okay? You're alive to God and you are dead to sin. Now, what happens if you sin? Then this is what happens. You consider that as foolishness. What you did was foolishness. Why? Because that contradicts my new nature. Why am I in the garbage when I am a paru-paru? I'm a butterfly. Why am I living in the garbage dump where I have been given access to the garden? So when you sin, what do you do? You know, consider that, you know what, as what? As contradicting to my new nature. I am alive in God. Amen? And so that gives you empowerment to say no to sin and even overcome sin. Right? So what do you do? So uh, one thing about this that you need to understand is condemnation does not come from God. For a believer, when we sin, God does not condemn us, right? But there is a conviction. that's different. Because condemnation, therefore, there is now no condemnation in Christ Jesus, right? Condemnation brings you lower, down, down, down. Conviction, the Holy Spirit now comes and tells you, wait a minute, Giselle. Conviction means to correct, to reprove, to rebuke, to bring into light. Amen? He's going to make come and say simply, wait a minute, Giselle, what you did was contradicting. That's foolishness. What you did was wrong. Okay? And He reminds you now of who you are. Giselle, do you know that you are this? And now you begin to repent your heart begin to repent and change your mindset and ask for the forgiveness that God has given to you, then God now gives you the power and the desire to say no to sin and even overcome sin. Where does that come from? Not on your trying, on your own strength, but really it comes from the motivation that, wait, I am already new. I am already new. Why am I doing this? I'm a new creation. I'm already new in Christ. Why am I doing this? Why am I going back to that? Now you can now arrest yourself by the power of the Spirit. There is now power that comes in to protect you or even to help you overcome that particular sin. I believe the answer to depression is understanding that that person, you, understanding that you are loved by God, understanding that, wait a minute, I am loved by God. Amen? So condemnation brings you in darkness, but conviction brings you into the light. Allow the Spirit. That's why I love the fire of God. The fire of God comes. The Holy Spirit now, you know, speaks to you in the intimate place. And then, of course, light is there, but when fire comes take away, take away, that's wrong, that's wrong. You know how you treated that, your wife, that was wrong. You know how you were taking care of your finances, coming out of fear, that is wrong. What's happening there? God is just, as long as you're open, as long as you're open, this is what happens. Amen? You know what I'm doing right now? I'm just opening this so wide that in the days to come, we will continue to remind ourselves who we are, who we are, who we are in Christ, who we are. And let me uh, end, okay? Let me go to Galatians 2.20 again, the second part. It says here, I have been crucified with Christ. In Him, I have shared this crucifixion. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Think about that. This is the treasure in our earthen vessel, Christ living inside of us. This is what God wants us to discover and experience. And this is what I was saying, that now, you can as you identified with Christ, His resurrection becomes your resurrection. His righteousness becomes your righteousness. His life now becomes your life. His peace now becomes your peace. His joy now becomes your joy. Amen? Because you now can identify with Christ, right? And now, therefore, you can now begin to change your conditions Change your circumstances because you now begin to understand, wait a minute, I am now in Christ. I have a new identity. I am now in the Lord. And now you begin to change your circumstances. Whatever you're facing right now, do it from the position. You want that position or that condition change. Go up to your high place and begin to know and see things from your high place. Come on this week. Think about it. Whatever... You hear whatever fear that tries to come, what kind of fear that comes to your life today or this week, you know, operate it, operate it. Move, rather move to your high place and begin to say, wait a minute, I am loved by God. I am favored by God. This is my identity. Amen? Amen? And I believe things are going to change. Amen? You are not defined by your past. You are not defined by your behavior. You are not defined by your feelings or your struggles or your circumstances. You are not defined even by man's ideals or man's ideology, selfish ideologies that are here today and gone tomorrow. It doesn't matter what your parents did, where you came from. You are not a liability. You are not an afterthought. You are not a failure. You are a masterpiece. Amen. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. You are mighty in the land. You are accepted by God. You are favored by God. You are loved by God. And you have a good future. Regardless of what people say, regardless of what you hear, the reports are you see, seeing right now, hey, you have a good future. You and your family, you have a good future. Why? Because you are in Christ. Amen. God is calling everybody to go up to that understanding of His perceptions in our lives. Rather than seeing the perceptions of other people, let's now begin to go up and hear and see. Go back to the mirror and let the mirror tell you who you are. Amen. Go back to the mirror and say, wait a minute. This is what I see. This is what I feel. That's why you need to go back to the mirror and check. Amen. The mirror is the one that will show you. The Word of God is the one that is going to show you activate. You know what happens when you begin to say who you are? When you say what God says about you, then you begin to activate what's inside of you. Why not this day and in the days to come? Begin to know, and this is like just an opener right now, but begin to know. There is like a confirmation in your spirit, right? Amen. This is good, right? Amen. In in your spirit, there is a confirmation because I'm speaking to your spirit now. It's spirit to spirit. And what happens now, you now begin to activate it in the soul realm. You begin to activate it in your body. You begin to say, I am blessed. I am chosen. I'm forgiven. I am accepted. I am who you say I am, right? You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. Begin to declare that this week is going to be a good week. This week is going to be a favorable week because I am loved by God. And things happen, well, begin to say it all the more. Because activate, you activate the things that God has for you. Pastor, I don't see it. I don't see it. God calls something even when there is no physical evidence to support it. But He is God, right? He calls Gideon a mighty man of valor. He calls Abram, Abraham, the father of many nations. Sarai to Sarah, princess. Right? Peter, Simon to Peter. Whenever you have a revelation of who he is, the revelation of who you are is there also. And you now begin to change. There is a name change. You begin to see who you really are. You are beautiful in God's sight. You begin to see what God sees in you. Amen? Simple lang. Smart tayo. Right? Uh, Amen? For God so loved the globe that He gave His only begotten Son. I don't know what you carry. No, but what I'm saying is, that's a joke, right? But in Christ, understanding that we are in Christ is so important because when you understand your identity It will now navigate, help you navigate your destiny. It will bring you to your destiny. Hey, hey, everybody. And this is just from the Spirit. Where we're going, you need to now know who you really are. You really need to know, church, who you really are. You really need to know who you really are. He's saying, discover it. Come on, discover it. These are the days. Begin to discover it. Begin to know and walk in it. Walk in it. And one last verse. Are you still okay? One last verse. 1 John four seventeen, And I'm going to leave you with this. By this love perfected with us so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment. And the last ver- verse says it all. Because as He is, so also are we in this world. Camp on that. Amen. Camp on that. Amen. Tell that to your children, as He is. So am I in this world. Even though I don't see it yet, but God already says it. Amen. I don't see that we are blessed right now. Uh, We're still going through this sickness, but no, I know, as He is, so are we in this world. Jesus has no COVID. He doesn't have any COVID. Amen. It's not from Him. He paid for it 2,000 years ago. As He is, so am I in this world. Can you say that three times? Ready? One, two, three. As He is, so am I in this world. As He is, so am I in this world. As He is, so am I in this world. If you believe that, give Him the praise. Amen. All because of what He has done. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I wanted to speak to people who are here and even online. Maybe this is a message that really resonated in your heart. And you do not know if you are—you have this personal relationship with Jesus. You know, the relationship with Jesus opened up because of what He did at the cross. He did it for you. He wants for you to have a change of nature. When does that happen? The moment you receive Him as your Lord and Savior? I'm going to pray a prayer of accepting Jesus. Maybe there are people here also on site. Amen. Online i'm going to pray a prayer of accepting the lord and i believe this miraculous thing is going to happen something miraculous happened the moment you receive the lord and so let me ask you to pray this prayer with me and the people on site also pray this heavenly father thank you for what you've done at the cross thank you lord that i know i needed a new nature a change of nature today I receive You, Jesus, into my life. Come, Lord Jesus, and be the Lord and Savior of my life, today and forever. I thank You for what You've done for me at the cross, and now I thank You that in You now, I am saved. I have a new nature. I am a new creation. Old has passed and the new has come. I receive it by faith. In Your name I pray. Amen. And amen. Amen. Come on, let's thank the Lord for that.
0: Thank you for joining us today. We believe that God's powerful word can bring a change in your situation and transform your life. So we encourage you to share this message to your family and friends so they too can know of the new life that God has for them. If you prayed to receive Jesus for the first time or was simply blessed by this message, we invite you to connect with us. Follow us on Facebook at newlife.ph, Instagram at newlife underscore ph, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, New Life Media PH. You can also email us at connect at newlife.ph. We will be so glad to hear from you. To support the ministry, please visit newlife.ph slash give. Your generosity is greatly appreciated. God bless you.